Hey, White Sox fans, it's Crystal O'Keefe with episode 38 of Visiting Dugout, brought to you by the Southside Sox, part of Fans First Sports Network. Welcome to the last show of the season, since the White Sox clearly will not be playing any October baseball. Um, but I have another um, person on the show that probably won't watch his team play October baseball. Uh, the Padres are out of contention, losing season below 500. We we know the feeling. Um, so yeah, I have Javier Reyes. He is the host of Locked on Padres and several other places, not necessarily related to baseball, but very accomplished. So hello. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. uh, I'm doing, I do okay out here sometimes. I do better than the Padres, apparently, uh, when it comes to just doing things uh you know what i mean in a lot of ways but um uh thank you so much i'm really excited i love the work you guys have been doing over at Southside. just granted rather cursory knowledge of all things white Sox, and i'm a little bit of a newbie but i have enjoyed the site and the stuff that you guys have been doing i think it's really unique uh in a ever-growing sports media landscape so shouts <laughs> to you guys we have to get really creative when the seasons are really bad so thankfully we have a lot <laughs> of just creative people on board <laughs> So this season, it, what on earth happened mm. to the Padres this year? <laughs> well, it's funny because we got like those those articles of the Padres recently. Like I was waiting. I actually did an episode of my show, uh, Locked On Padres, where I was like, all right, here's the reasons to still watch the team. Root for Tatis to maybe be a 30-30 guy and root for Blake Sell to get the side. Like, some obvious ones. The next one was like just wait with anticipation whatever that athletic article is going to drop and i was wrong we got one for the san diego tribune that like <laughs> made manny machado a little bit look like he was not the bad guy but like to blame but then it didn't entirely that's just unfortunately the clickbait status i think of it but then you had that and then you had the athletic article which i believe compared the said that the relationship between the Padres general manager, AJ Preller and their manager, Bob Melvin is unfixable. Um, so look, man, it's, it's been really rough, like all year. Uh, like, I never, it's hard to be a fan of sports. I think in general, um, mm -hmm. because unless you're a, a really spoiled Boston fan, or if you're a, a fan of a specific team and you got to see them when they were good, you're probably just going to be sad uh, or miserable. Um, and that's why you do things like fantasy football and you try and at fantasy baseball and you try to like just, you know, mix it up a little bit. But with the Padres this year, I genuinely don't remember the last time a team was this disappointing. Um, there's been others. Uh, the White Sox, I think, even to an, an extent, maybe last year particularly, because I think the year before they won the division. But with the pods, it's like you take into account the headlines and the talent and the spending and all these things. And. You know, I, I still have to dive deep into it, but like Fangraphs has like clutch ratings and whatnot. And I think the Padres are in like like one of the five worst teams in that regard since 2000. So, yeah, man, I, I just it's really maddening to see a team that has like no fight in it. And that was supposed to have fight in it. And I think it would have been a really good thing for baseball as a whole for a team that spent a team that tried to at least make the playoffs. I don't think that's asking for too much, but alas, here we are. You're kind of in that boat with the Mets where they spent so much money yeah. and on paper that team is stacked and then they just disappoint year after year. I can say that as a bitter 
Mets fan. They are my National League team. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's New York sports is going through it, man. They, <laughs> New York sports. They, they have they have the Liberty, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> they got the Liberty, and that's it. The Knicks a little bit, but even still, uh, it's just been a rough ride. Giants and Jets are terrible. Mets and Yankees are terrible. I mean, it's just. It's really tough out here. Again, all we have is the Liberty, I guess. Yeah. I say we because I'm on the East Coast, so I still, you know, I, I follow the Liberty a little bit. But, oh, my gosh, just it, it's been a nightmare. But, yeah, I think that um, you you mentioned the Mets. Like, I think this has been a really bad year for, like, the biggest teams. Red Sox, Yankees, bad. Uh, the, the Cubs have been good, I guess, and the Philly has been good. But then it's, like, Padres – RMS and then the Mets RMS and then the Angels with the two wow. most famous important players we have are terrible, <laughs> right? Like the entire central divisions, right? Like the Cardinals. Okay, it's yeah. just been a season of I I mean, do you know fan bases that are happy right now? What is it like three? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, I mean? Like, there are many. I feel like my Brewers fans, like my mm-hmm. Brewers mutuals are like in a good place right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Marlins Marlins fans are happy, but yeah. I mean, they have Jake Berger now, so like they have a lot True. to celebrate. Yeah. Um, otherwise, no, not really. <laughs> Everyone's yeah, I think like like Twins fans are probably yeah. miserable too because they're like, yeah, we're just in a terrible division. That's our big free agent just can't hit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like I think that they're going through it a lot, but uh, yeah, and it's just. It's weird. Like, I don't remember the last time there was, and it's probably like five years ago, maybe recency bias, but like just this many disappointing teams, Cardinals, Padres, Mets, uh, Yankees, heck, um, a- Angels to an extent, uh, Mariners for a while. Yeah. Mariners scared, had people scared for a second. And then, you know, um, Giants to a small extent. And then, yeah, it's just been, it's been really rough, I think, all year, all around. Um, despite Astros. some of the cool performances, the Astros have even struggled. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Astros just got swept this weekend by like the Royals. The Royals, <laughs> who were below the like, White Sox. <laughs> what a, one of my things I will say though is there's so many games in a season that I, I kind of see these losses as like, well, this is what's gonna happen. You're gonna have dumb win or losses, like, yeah. So I, I can't like almost get mad at those teams sometimes if it's just like we're looking at one series. Because that's just how baseball works. This isn't like, you know, we're recording this after the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals, who are projected to be like in running for the first overall pick and America's team uh, yeah. just lost. So like that's an upset. This wise, it's like eh, it happens sometimes. And I wonder if we artificially inflate the season uh, to an extent where it's like, did that team collapse or is it just that they eventually they have to lose, if that makes sense? Um yeah. Anyway, that's a little bit of a tangent, but yeah, just a lot of misery this year uh, from all parts. I, I only know like three pieces that are happy. I so Atlanta is probably pretty happy because they yeah. just built mm-hmm. a juggernaut. Yeah, I'm they're fine. they're a war machine over there. They're just killing yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh well, man, I don't want them in the World Series, but I know that they will be. So. Hey, one can hope. One can hope. Maybe, maybe we get some Philly Liberty Bell magic. Maybe the Brewers. I mean, I think they're going to get smoked personally because yeah. that's they refuse to spend enough or make the move to put them over the top. So I think that's what's going to happen. This is the same team that argued with their best pitcher over 250K in the <laughs> offseason. So I don't know if that team's going <laughs> to have what it takes to win it. I think they're a good team. I just think that they could be so much better. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, man, I, I, I will say I am looking forward to the playoffs at least. Um, playoff baseball, even if you're like by some of my friends who are just like soccer NBA fans, they love the baseball playoffs. So at least we have that. Even if our teams are out of it, we, we probably have like one we're rooted against. We have good odds to be happy. You know yeah, what I mean? At least yeah. we won't be upset. You know? Yeah, there's there's one I'm rooting against. We'll get we'll get to that at the mm-hmm. the end. We can discuss yeah. that in full detail. But what has been your biggest takeaway from this season? <clears throat> um, that baseball's bad. Um, personally, <laughs> I think baseball's really bad. I think it's unhealthy. <laughs> I think that it's a, like the Ted Lasso quote about it's the hope that kills you. Yeah. Um, like I, that's what it feels like uh, in a lot of ways. And I think that this season uh, just from a Padres perspective was an indictment on the front office and management, I think, because I personally, without getting too deep into the weeds of the stats and the, the breakdown of the team as a whole, I think that it was kind of fluky how bad they've been this year. I just don't think a team with this many players with a good run differential, with good pitching, with good defense, is like seven and 38 in one run games. I know it's not literally that. And they just tied the record with the Expos for the worst extra innings record in major league history. So I'm actively rooting for them to lose another one. I want the record a hundred percent. If we're, we're going to make history one way or another, let me promise you that I, we headed to the season saying we're going to make history. We will this way. I hope. Um, But yeah, I, I think that as a whole, this season just, Oof, man, uh, just really sucked the air out of a lot of momentum that the team had. They have all these sellouts just to see May Machado or Xander Bogarts hit into a double play when they're only down by one run, like for the 57th time this year, like just really, really tough. And I'm wondering, like, going forward, if there's anything that changes, I'm not totally sure. But, you know, I, I will say that I am talking to a White Sox fan and someone who covers the White Sox. We're not that level yet. We're yeah. literally the highlight of our season was trading Giolito and then a fight involving one of our like signature players. Uh, so we're not that far down, but even still, given the expectations, it's been it's been miserable. So it's fair. We also hired a GM that has like the worst <laughs> record in the minor league and can't do anything with the talent um mm-hmm. the last seven years now he's now our general manager so you know it's great <laughs> on a positive note though like <laughs> who would you declare the team's mvp this year for the pod that's a great question i think it's between two people i think it's between um hasan kim and blake snell uh, Blake Snell is likely to be the Cy Young winner. That's what it looks like. We'll have to see. Justin Steele of the Cubs got a little bit lit up his past two starts, while Snell hasn't given up more than three in forever, it feels like. So yeah. it looks like it's going to be him. It's a, It feels like it has. he has a little bit of momentum heading his way. And Hassan Kim's probably going to win a gold glove. So I'd say it's one of those two people, especially because I might want to give it to Kim because he's one of the few players that got better uh, this year. Um, he went from being a horrendous off, not horrendous, but a bad, pretty bad offensive player his first year. Rookie, coming from the KBO, it happens, it's fine, but he was a good defender. Then the next year, he became an average offensive player, which was like huge, and it was really fun, and the po- fans love him. And then this year, he's just like like Ben Zobrist in his prime. Like, he's unbelievable. Like, he's just all across the diamond. He's so fun, so energetic. Also, despite how bad the Padres have been in clutch situations, one of the few players who super like high leverage situations all the numbers are up there he's been good so i'd say it's between those two people and i'm gonna go with kim because of the vibes 
uh, quite honest with you, not to take anything away from Snell. Uh, One of the funniest interviews in the league right now. I'd say it's probably like him and Nick Castellanos being some of the top two. Um, And man, uh, those two, it's, it's a shame to talk about how good they've been, but then the team just didn't follow (laughs) through. But I'm going to go with Kim because he took a bleep. Um, in fairness, Blake Snell has done stuff like this before. He's literally won a Cy Young before. So yeah. it's not as unexpected, um, even if maybe he was a little bit more dominant and is more in the one percentile of his position as opposed to Kim. I just think the the vibes are great. And I like I like that he made such a leap offensively yeah. that not a lot of people maybe saw coming. Yeah, I, I love picking off vibes alone. So that's a great answer. Um, Thank so- you. Yeah. So what do the Padres need to target this offseason? And do you have high hopes for your ownership to actually go after those needs? (laughs) I have, I will say on ownership, we're one of the few teams, I do have confidence that they're going to go after stuff. They've shown nothing but trying and going for it. Sometimes to their detriment, I think they do too many moves at once is my issue. I think a lot of their moves in a vacuum are fine. Soto trade, Bogart signing, whatever. I just think all of them at once, you're really locking in a lot to the present, and that's dangerous in baseball. But I, I have confidence in ownership for sure that they will, if there's a move to make, if they want to go get a star, if they want to make a trade for a player, that they're not going to say, oh, well, our budget's too high. I think they're totally going to be down for that. I don't necessarily have faith in ownership to do what I think they should probably do, which is I think they need to replace A.J. Prowler, who is a, pl- a man that I have tweeted about begging for him to kill me and increasingly... <laughs> violent ways in a positive way that's what i would keep doing just type in aj preller and my uh twitter handle and you'll have a good time um but unfortunately i just think that the articles that dropped athletic and all that really showed you that there's there's some disconnects here um he's a great evaluator of talent he's not an awful gm it's just if you want to make that next step you need a guy who's going to be able to you know allocate funds a little bit better uh, let Pete not micromanage as much. You know, there's a reason why no Padres get better when they get here. Uh, players, at least you either stay the same or you get worse. Um, or I think that the the other, the big moves are like, all right, Blake sells a free agent. Juan Soto's going to be a free agent after next year. And then Josh Hader's a free agent. I would not want to sign Snell or Hader. I don't mm-hmm. believe in spending too much on relievers. Okay. I know Hader's excellent. I just, it makes me nervous. Yeah. And then Snell, in fairness, really high walk rate, and we already have such a big budget. Hopefully, in my opinion, I think this is a team that could just say, you know what, we've got uh, Musgrove. He'll be back next year. Darvish, there are worse guys to bet on bouncing back than right. you, Darvish. And then you still have, you know, Seth Lugo was a revelation this year. Michael Waka is really good. So I would be a proponent of just taking some flyers. If they didn't have Musgrove and Darvish and these guys, yeah, I would be more than up to being like, let's screw it. I don't care about the walk rate and all these things. Let's try and get ourselves an ace to anchor the rotation. But for me, I don't think that's a necessity. Soto, I almost want to extend because it's like, wasn't that the point? You know, you traded your whole future for him. So (laughs) that's kind of why it's so puzzling to me that they didn't extend him. And it's like, oh, well, maybe he's asking for too much. Agreed. But then they also extended Jake Cronenworth, Manny Machado. They signed Bogart. They extended Robert Suarez. So clearly they had the money. They just didn't allocate it to him, uh, which is something that I don't think was necessarily smart, Um, (laughs) which I know is easier to say in retrospect because Machado and Bogart haven't been great. But I still like stand by it. Um, I mean, they were good at the time, too. Yeah. 
Exactly. Daniel Bogarts is great, but yeah, he's a very good player, and I think he's going to be much better next year. We yeah. saw Marcus Simeon be bad his first year. Corey Seager, like, I think he'll turn it around. But for Soto, one thing I do wonder is, are they going to be paying premium for a guy that might just be a DH, a very good DH, by the way, yeah. probably better than like Jordan Alvarez. But you know, he's not a great base runner. He's not a good defensive player. I'm just wondering, like, is this guy actually secretly just a DH in three years? And if that's the case, do you want to be giving him 440 million? Uh, Numbers-wise, he had one year where he was good defensively, but otherwise, that's been his Achilles' heel. He looks like a tree uh, in the outfield. Not to be mean, it's just it's true. He just doesn't move all that quickly, laterally or you know, vertically, whatever. So uh, that would be my thing: is just to see if you can work out an extension for Juan Soto because it just makes sense. And otherwise. I don't know. And if you can't work out the extension, I guess you trade him, question mark, maybe. Maybe you rebuild your farm and you just have a bunch of depth and assets again. Yeah. It's, in fairness, not the worst position to be in. That you're like, should we keep the guy who has a 950 (laughs) OPS or do we trade him for like every good prospect of baseball? It's a decent situation. Yeah, no matter what, it's it's good. So it's like, in the moment, it's awful being a Padres fan. But I know how I am. I know how fans are. We're all going to be right back in. And for good reason. There, there will actually be a little bit of hope. You still have, despite all the trades, they've got, they still got some good prospects mm-hmm. somehow, which again, it speaks to Preller's acumen as a evaluator, not necessarily major league, all the other things that I mentioned before, but that'd probably be the dream. And then some low tier kind of bats, your people like they acquired Garrett Cooper at the trade deadline, get someone like him. Get like these solid bench players. Maybe bring back Jerickson Profar, the best smile in all of baseball, in I my do. opinion. Yes. Um, yeah. See, so yeah, you're, you're with me. I love uh, him. <laughs> he's great. So maybe just bring him back on what is he going to cost? Like two million. Bring yeah. him back for a year. He's a decent bench bat that you can give in the in the right situation. Do that, and then maybe take a shot on like um, Luis Severino. Bad year with the Yankees coming yeah. off an injury. Screw it. How much is that guy going to cost? I'll take him as my fifth starter with big upside. That's, yeah. I kind of think, my uh, my vibe for the offseason. So that sets it up to what does next season look like for you? Hmm. Next season looks like, wow. Um, if they don't do anything with Soto still here, that's even more of a, a giant red flag, assuming they haven't extended him. Um, and then also you have to be like, all right, if they haven't gotten rid of Preller next season and they're bad again, it's then going to be a, a, um, an indictment on ownership. Ownership, which has been one of the rare, like great ownership changes along with Steve Cohen, like totally cool with what they've been doing. But if once again, they're disappointing and you haven't made any changes, I would be like, look, man, I know you got love for AJ Preller, but it's, it's time to make a change. Um, yeah. And I think that that you don't want to fall in that trap that a lot of other owners do by not making changes fast enough or the right changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're uh, hey. granted, at least my owner is it coasting purely at um, yeah. si- sitting at number three in the 1980 NBA draft. Um, that's the only reason that dude has any reputation. Um, at least mine doesn't have that. You know what I mean? At least mine's like the new guy who came in. He's like, yeah, we're going to make San Diego thing. Uh, not, inexplicably break up a dynasty and then hire 
managers who haven't been good in 20 years and then uh-huh. sign questionable players and then have Andrew Benintendi be the biggest contract somehow you've ever given in the very small sports market of Chicago. So yeah, at like least we don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> not to not to roast your team. Oh, but no. I have I have so much beef. I have so much beef with Jerry Reinsdorf. <laughs> I just hate that guy so much. He's coasting off of Michael Jordan and low key one of the worst owners in sports. So yeah. Oh yeah. We we all hate him here. I don't know if you remember this, but a while back, a bunch of people on White Sox Twitter pitched in to purchase two different sell the team Jerry billboards. Yes, I did see this yeah. on Twitter. Yes, that was funny. Um, um, that's how much really we good stuff. About him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's really good stuff, and it, it's funny. It's just like I I can't stand that. Like I love the Last Dance, yeah. But man, does that documentary have a fatal flaw of like, why are you Jerry Krause is not alive anymore? The guy who owns the team could probably just be like, hey, Jerry, calm down. We're keeping Michael. Like, why, why does the documentary act? It's like we're all trying to find the guy who did this <laughs> type of meme like with him. So I, I never understood that. But it's a great doc. But yeah, um, at least heading into next season, you can confidently say ownership is fine. They still have a lot to look forward to. We're not the Rockies, uh, yeah. a team in our division um, who lord. And, you know, I, I mentioned those articles. There were some on the Rockies from a couple years ago. How they traded the best player they've had since Todd Helton for like a pack of Ritz crackers and then a prospect at Austin Gomber, I guess. And then they also paid his salary. (laughs) Yeah, like they they're just destroying themselves. And it's like, oh, that GM got cooked in the articles for AJ Preller. Even in all the articles, they're like, look, he's hugely like there's a lot of problems here, but he does still have some redeeming qualities. So at least we're not on DEFCON 4. I think when it comes to GM and ownership, which is a position that is very rare, I think, amongst Padres or I'm sorry, uh, baseball fans. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of Colorado, they're also going through it because I just saw again, this is this is an early recording. I just saw the Dolphins 70 Broncos 20 (laughs) score today. (laughs) So, man, um rip to whoever had the Denver defense going. I know there's probably someone out there at fantasy who had that, but yeah, um, Colorado sports, but remember they do have the nuggets. So they're chilling. You know what I mean? Like they, they at least have a champion and one of the fun, more fun players in the league. So they have that, but uh, yeah, not great. There's just a lot of embarrassing stuff in sports right now. It feels like, I don't know if this is like a recency thing again, but just weird stuff. What is going on? Like, (laughs) like are we in bizarro world is like, I don't know. I just, I, I don't understand it. So I, I just had to look because the Bears embarrassed oh, no. me in front of Taylor Swift uh-huh. today. Uh-huh. Uh, 41 10. <laughs> so there's that nothing was, good in Chicago. <laughs> there's nothing good. Um, I saw, I saw a tweet that basically was like, Taylor Swift's PR team is like pretty brilliant to say that the first time she's going to be out in public, uh, more or less, maybe can. Um, concluding, uh, confirming that they're dating or whatever, but they're like, wait, wait, we got to make sure that it's against the Bears because they definitely yeah. won't lose. You don't want to lose when she shows up. So, I mean, just smart people all around. But yeah, it's Chicago sports, um, not great. It seems mm-hmm. not great. <laughs> no. I don't even <laughs> think we have the sky right now. I no, so they don't about paying attention this season, but yeah. Um, I did get one Twitter question uh, for the Padres that is okay. 
hilarious. Okay. Um, how many Let's Go Brandon shirts do you think Manny Machado owns? <laughs> like, does he have one in every color? All right. Shouts to whoever asked that. That is an incredible question. That's like the best question I could have gone with. Uh, I yes, would that say. That's my friend Brian. I'm going to say he owns six in honor of this certain date in January. Uh, oh. no. I don't think uh, I don't think Manny's that deep at all at all. But when that picture came out, it's so hilarious that that was the season they were good. But then yeah. this year they're bad. <laughs> it's like, what's going on here? Hey, look, uh, baseball has long been a conservative sport, both in practice and yeah. its players and its membership. So this stuff doesn't freak me out um, all that much. I still really love Manny. I think he's so yeah. like, ridiculous and just has like a not a smug attitude but like a i can't i can't think of the, the like he's just in it he's got like a gangster attitude to him when he's up at the plate unfortunately not a great season for him but uh yeah that shirt was very funny uh when it came out i got multiple questions on my pod and i simply ignored them and i pretended <laughs> i did not see it um but yeah uh padres v- very much have a lot of players i think that um are on that side of the aisle i think uh very secretly um, yeah. Not all of them, but a decent amount of them, uh, for sure, uh, by all accounts. And yeah, I, I, I'm going to say six. But in reality, I just I wonder if it's like just that one. You know what I mean? I, I don't. He doesn't strike me as someone who's like that deep in it all. Yeah. Don't don't check out who he follows on Instagram. I, but I was even about still, to say, <laughs> I didn't think Dylan Cease was all that deep into it either. Oh no! Who he follows on Twitter, and I'm like, I did not see anything. <laughs> Like, that's that that's little men in black thing to me. That's when you know, yeah, like the revert the memory thing. Yeah. That's when you know baseball on like a relevancy media like uh grabbing sphere realm that it's not as big as the NBA and the NFL because this would be like a story yeah. if like Patrick Mahomes was following yeah. blank and blank. You people would be like, Hey, this person's following what is going on here? Baseball, they're like, yeah, it's baseball. We don't really care. So it's kind of like you could be following, you know, the worst people, the yeah. Giannis Florabobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobob
I'm actively rooting for them to break that extra innings record because I really think it would be funny. Um, I thought that the night they lost or they almost lost when Snell almost threw a no hitter. I thought if they if they lost that, that would be hilarious, too. You just got to try and find the humor in it. Just laugh it off. Um, don't get into like heated debates with fans. It's just dumb. Don't worry about it, especially on Twitter or whatever it's called now X. Um, like just don't don't go that direction. And I think you'll be a lot more happy. There's there's some sometimes being disastrously bad is funny every now and then. Um, and as a Chargers fan who has never really followed a team that's been disastrously bad, mm-hmm. it could be very painful to be consistently right there and find a way to lose. They somehow did it this weekend. Um, but again, that's what I recommend to people. White Sox or Padres or whatever, whatever team fan base. Yeah, I'm cheering for the White Sox to lose 100. They're at 96 right now. Ooh, okay. You know, we've got like six games left, so I kind of just mm-hmm. want them to hit that milestone. Just that'd be big for them. I know. That'd, be, that'd be a big deal for them. I, I'd be proud. Um, can, can I just say, I just thought this is totally random, but the in the Tim Anderson fight, <laughs> yeah. First of all, the call by the Guardians broadcaster is my favorite of the year. Yeah. Um, the down goes Anderson. I'm sorry, I got love for TA too. But it was just the guy was clearly having so much fun with it. <laughs> like he had so much fun with it. <laughs> he, he knew in the moment, oh, this is good. I got an idea. Um, Eloy somehow managing to get hurt there is easily the funniest like thing I think about that season. I was cackling in my room by myself yeah. at like 5 p.m. or whatever it happens. I just like all the vibes on the White Sox. Jeez. But anyway. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, he's fine. No, he's, they're, oh, they're just ridiculous. I was actually, I was going out with some friends, like more White Sox people were even in, we were in Bridgeport even, mm-hmm. um, and they were playing that night, but they, they weren't, you know, home. And I kind of walked into this little bar area and a bunch of our friends, because I walked in um, with, with Janice, you might know Janice, I'd walked in with her. Yeah. And everyone mm-hmm. just kind of like stopped us and they were like, oh my God, there's a fight going on. And they were just like watching over and over and over because they probably replayed that fight like seven times. And I was like, this is a new low. As I a know. It's, I think I was changing the channel. And then I, I saw the post like when the bench is clear and like yeah. people are trying to calm things down. That's when I turned on the channel. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, we gotta we gotta pause. Like my mom wanted to watch a movie or something. So I had to like pause for a second. Um and man, it was it was iconic. And I have nothing against Jose Ramirez. No. I just wanted Tim Anderson to get a single W. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just L after L. Some are self-opposed by himself, I understand off the yeah. field wise, but I don't know. I, I just root for the guy. I think he's such a fun player. I think he's a different personality that often gets people in baseball very upset. Mm-hmm. Um and I was rooting for him, but unfortunately, and one of my close White Sox fans, he's just like, yeah, it was a tough, it was a tough look. I still love the guy, but man, it would have been better if he came out on top. Cause then you would be able to turn that into merch and like yeah. a meme and he'd be like, yeah, we lost a hundred, but we won the fight. You know what I mean? Yes. Unfortunately, See, it didn't go that way. We needed some kind of win there and we got nothing. Oh God. Is there a single W that happened this year for the White Sox? Luis Robert. There we go. Yeah. He's good. Was, I mean, but he, he finally also- broke out. Yeah. Yeah. By finally, I mean, you know, year two or three or whatever. He's still young, but you yeah, had that, I guess. That's cool. We did have him. Um, yeah, we had him. No. <laughs> I 
I can't think of a single. It was the friends that were made along the way. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. Um, I don't. I mean, I guess dom- domestic violence organizations got a shit ton of money from me and some others. Yeah, so that was a of big course. win. Of course, yeah. Former former Padre amongst them. Hmm, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <All right. laughs> hey, hey, we didn't trade him to you. <laughs> we didn't trade. We just said, "See ya. <laughs> see see you later, man." You made the right gotta, decision. Yeah, they got ahead of the curve on that. Yeah. Man. All right, we're gonna take a very quick break, and then we'll be back to break down this series. All right, and we're back. So. We are recording a week early, so we don't know pitching matchups just mm-hmm. yet. And we've kind of talked about some of your pitchers already, but what are your thoughts on your pitching rotation right now? Pitching rotation right now has been is is pretty great. Uh, it's unfortunate that the Padres at the time we're recording had started showing some signs of potentially making a miracle comeback. Then naturally they blew it um, in extra innings again. We yep. mentioned the record of the extra innings record. But pitching's been great. Um, I think that if you're if you haven't been following Padres, you'll be surprised by I think how good Seth Lugo has been. Um, not like some ace player. I still think he's a four or five, but this is a reliever uh, who became a starting pitcher this year, and he's really transitioned really well. Um, he doesn't get as many whiffs and whatnot as he usually did as a reliever, so I guess he's you know compensating for that by going more innings as a starting pitcher. But he's just a solid starter, and he's Puerto Rican, so I have to root for him no matter what. Um, so he's he's really solid. And then Michael Waka, who you might have some experience against, uh, you know, he was on the Red Sox last year um, and he's been really solid too. just a solid, steady pitching uh, from the Padres. I know the the White Sox offense has been very good. Basically, nothing has been good, but uh, the Padres pitching is very secretly outside of Snell, just been very, very good this year. And also you get to watch Snell, um, who could potentially be making. I again, I don't know what the the matchups are. I can't play in that far ahead and what the yeah. rest days will be but if you see snell then that could be his final start of the season to be the the cap on what will likely likely be a cy young winning season so that's kind of cool mm-hmm. uh if you're just a fan of watching great pitching that guy's a blast or at the very minimum white Sox fans if if uh if you want i, I don't know if the, what the verdict is on the white Sox broadcasters or anything but if you want go tune into the padres broadcast you get Don Orsillo and um um, Mark Grant just killing it, and they'll probably interview Blake Snell again, who has yeah. who's the best interview, uh, at, at, or at least one of the best interviews in baseball right now. His um, not rant, but his inquiry on WRC plus, uh, one of my favorite moments from the season. Uh, I just think it was so funny when he asked, "Well, why the plus?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I agree. Why? Why, why is there a plus? Yeah, great point, man. <laughs> I'm just killing it. So uh, that's something to look forward to. But for the pitching side, that's what I'd say for." White Sox fans to look out for and then just enjoy really good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, Hassan Kim and then Tatis, uh, which we haven't shockingly haven't talked much about, um, no. which is rare, yeah. which is rare. I, I feel like I've let my Padres conglomerate down. Um, but with him, the transition from shortstop to right field went so, so well. Um, the fact that he's probably going to be a gold glove guy. He, at the time we we're recording this, he robbed a home run um, from going over the right field fence and Petco, that was great he's been awesome there um so while his bat isn't quite as good as it was at his mvp sort of level he's still working back from the shoulder and all that uh the defense is just it's gonna be cool i think to see him 
um, out there. And then if you're want to watch chaos, hit the ball to left field. You might get some fun stuff for Juan Soto, not because he'll be good there, um, but because he might just let a ball fall or track it weird or whatever. So you could watch that. And, you know, Gary Sanchez, before he got hurt, was there. He's hurt, unfortunately, now. That stinks. St. Gary. Um, He's not there anymore. But, yeah, I'd say that's probably the the main things to watch out for uh, if you're White Sox folk. I think um, one of the best reasons why we have not talked about Tatis is because White Sox fans um, are still very bitter about the whole Mm. James Shields. uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we fleeced you on that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I still remember how um, angry my spouse was over that. Really? In the moment? In the moment, yeah. Wow. So they called it. They called it. Okay. Because I remember at the time, it's just so hard, right? Yeah. Like, to know what, what prospects are, you know, going to happen, right? But it's it's still, you know, pretty crazy to look back at it, obviously. And it's the best move that probably was made of his career, obviously. Yeah. But I don't know how old Tatis was even at the time. I mean, he was probably like 12 years old. So yeah, I don't think a lot young. of people knew. Yeah, he was still pretty young. So I don't think a lot of people really knew exactly um, yeah. what was going to happen. 17 years old. I just looked up at the yeah. time. So I was just five years off. But uh, like, you never know. These are like lottery ticket guys sometimes where you just don't know exactly what's going to happen. And, you know, we got an MLB The Show cover athlete oh, out of it. Yeah. So um, right. that's pretty good. But that's I'm impressed because. At the time, I don't remember it being like this. It's like, oh, wow, they got an interesting prospect in return for a, a really clutch, like been in all big game James was his nickname at one point. Yeah. Like, all right, this should be interesting. And they still had Tim Anderson in their system, mm-hmm. who was their top shortstop. So it was like, oh, that makes sense. Like they already have another good shortstop prospect. And this is why sports are crazy, right? Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. And here he is. Yeah, he's he made that. He was upset about that, and then I remember the Lance Lynn Dane Dunning trade. He was furious, and I was too because I liked Dane a lot. And he was like, "You were trading a very young, like decent pit. Like he was already pretty decent, and he only got better in Texas for a rental Lance Lynn. Who don't get me wrong, I loved Lance Lynn too, but mm-hmm. we were both a little." Not great. No. Rick Hahn, uh, does it seem to have had, or I should say had, uh, the best approval rating uh, in the world? Um, (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, I also, one year, again, for my spouse, for his birthday, this was, um, you know, winter still. He's he's got a February birthday. I made like a a White Sox cake. It was like a churro cake because it was cinnamon cake. And then I put like cream cheese and like it was so good. And I decorated it. I put the White Sox logo on it and like the bright green grass around it. And on the side of it, I put and Manny Moore, hoping that we were going because this was like the we could get Bryce Harper or we can get Machado or this could happen. And I put this on his cake and then I was like, well. Never mind. Sorry. I just ruining how, everything. I just remember, like, when when Harper side with Philly was like, okay, yeah. When Machado side with City, he was like, like the bro, bro is flabbergasted, like that meme, like, like that's just yes. it was just crazy at the time, uh, especially that it took so long for it to happen. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and you're not the only fan base. I know that like my Yankees fans are like, uh, and there was a great article from MLB.com, I think a month or so ago. 
about the Yankees falling apart. And one of the things they point out that I've been saying a lot about the Yankees is like cut on payroll right when they were one game away from the World Series. And they didn't even call Bryce Harper, who notably grew up a Yankees fan. And then you interviewed Machado and the you didn't give a contract offer. This is the richest team in the sport and one of the richest teams in America. That's that's weird and by design, um, by undercurrent ownership. That's just wild that the Yankees haven't had a good third baseman since Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. So, you know, fun for them. Uh, <laughs> instead, they were able to, you know, hang out with old buddy uh, Josh Donaldson. That went really oh. well. I know a big, you're a big fan of his, right? Um, Love him. Yeah, he's the best. So, yeah, I mean, I was surprised by how many teams didn't necessarily go after him. And it was one of those things where those should have been free agents that every because they're not 30 they were like 26 it's so rare that you get mvp contenders that aren't like oh wow we're paying them for what they did versus what they will do Mm -hmm. um and machado and harper both fit that bill yet it was like three teams in the race somehow um the only ones that had an excuse i guess are the dodgers because they were like ah we lost with them whatever we'll find another way (laughs) we we just procure talent like it's going out of style and we already are spending a lot and the padres became the padres I think officially with that move. Yes, they signed Hosmer, but we've seen bad teams that don't spend a lot sign Chris Bryant with the Rockies, right? Yeah. Like we've seen players that aren't that great, but then for them to do it that year and then do Machado was like, Oh my God, is this like just the new direction? And then it ended up being the new direction where they decided, screw it. We uh, are the only professional major sports team um, in San Diego. Now, basically outside the Aztecs for San Diego state because mm-hmm. um, the Chargers left. So after that, it became official. So thank you, um, Chicago, for not being yeah. interested um, in Manny Machado. We had a meet at the table, like always. <laughs> I love those. Those so, are great reports. So with this series, what are your keys for the Padres to just completely take it from the White Sox? <laughs> just play, I guess. And also, don't actually be in contention anymore. Yeah. If they're in contention, I expect the White Sox to sweep them. Um, I don't. I think by the time this comes out, for sure, the Padres will be officially eliminated. Mm-hmm. Um, assuming the Cubs don't lose, you know, literally every single game going forward. <laughs> other, other than that, if for some reason the season's on the line, boom, they'll lose. Um, but if not, in low leverage, they are basically Ruth. They're Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, like they are just going to win and hit like a gajillion runs if they're if they're not in it. That's just what this team's makeup is. They have zero clutch team whatsoever, which we talked about earlier. So that'd be my key is to just see, are they in contention or not? That'll determine whether they win the series. If they are, then they'll lose. If they aren't, then they will. Um, and then just to see, you know, Tatis on the base pass, I think will be interesting. I don't know exactly what's going on with the catching situation in Chicago, but um, just seeing if he gets those 30 stolen bases would be cool. Yeah. Um, and then just in general, uh, probably just hoping the bottom of the order gets on base and sees what happens from there. Um, and that Blake Snell can still go a decent amount of innings. Waka has been shaky as of his last like two or three starts. He was good the other day. See him end the season on a high note. I think he can whoever's pitching in that regard. And yeah. And then the big thing that Padres fans might want to watch out for is Matt Waldron um, and Pedro Vila. One of them, you know, young guys kind of getting a shot because Darvish and Musgrove are hurt. Uh, being the big reason, but, you know, going against a White Sox team that has been underperforming, uh, to say the least, uh, might be a good um, showcase, I think, and potentially play into 
what the Pirates decide to do in the offseason. Uh, potentially it is one start for whoever it is, but even still, I think that GMs will look at that and say, let's see if he shows any improvement. Um, and that's all they have to do. They just have to play their game um, as usual, honestly, to be honest with you. I, I don't think there's too much they have to worry about. And to be honest with you, just walk Luis Robert. I'm totally cool <laughs> with that. Um, my mom has the walk his ass theory, which uh-huh. is just walk every good player. And she's been right once. And I think that was the Mike Trout Angels from like 2018 when he was literally the only player they had. My mom's just like, yeah. why don't they walk him? Um, but yeah, <laughs> I'd say let's just walk Luis Robert and chill out. I'll face Eloy Jimenez. Come on. I think I'm scared of that dude. The guy who's been a top prospect for like seven years and hasn't uh-huh. come through with it. I'm not worried about him. Um, and then hopefully don't slide into short. I don't want another fight incident. Um, not that Kim would and Quite frankly, not that Xander Bogarts would. Those yeah. that's just not their personalities. I think that they're totally fine. I don't think they have any beef. So there you go. Uh, that's all they got to do. Just play their usual game, and they should be fine. And yeah, just walk Luis Robert. That's what I would say. <laughs> so is there a big threat? And this is this could be you know distrust of your team, or it could again just be Luis Robert being amazing. Like, what is the biggest threat? It's because he's amazing. Uh, yeah. I've what does he have like thirty eight home runs or something like that? Like he's been, we'd, we'd been talked about for a while. He had the speed, crazy athleticism, crazy power potential, thirty thirty potential stuff, especially for fantasy baseball fans like myself. Uh, and he finally realized it this year. Yeah. He'd been you know back and forth injuries and a little bit of bad luck, but in general, finally broke out for him this year. Clearly, the future of that team. Um, we'll have to see if you know they keep him. But for now, I'd say just a lot of respect for uh, Luis Robert. It stinks that it's wasted in a lot of ways. That doesn't go for the team. But, heck, I don't consider it a total waste. He's been good, and I know that that's been a guy that White Sox fans have been waiting to break out for a while because he has all the tools. So I would just walk him out of respect and say, you know what? I'd rather face Eloy or Andrew Benintendi and his one home run or whatever that he has this year. I I would much rather face that. Oh, he's had five. I think – Really? Oh, wow. Had a couple. Had a couple. <laughs> Former um, chop prospect. Yeah. <laughs> Love Another that. person that couldn't go to Canada while he was on the Royals. <laughs> Wasn't he the one that said, like, if we're in contention, I'll do it. And if we're not, yeah. I won't. Yes. Yes. That is that. Oh, well, that's just the Royals going to be in contention. Why do we like baseball, man? I don't know. I hate it. <laughs> it's so bad. You just got to clip out what you said. What's what's gone wrong? I hate baseball. That's what we have to say. Baseball is bad. That'll be the yeah. Clip. There are some days where I'm just like, do I like this sport or do I just like right? pain? Yeah, I mean, I've gone back and forth. Like, I'm a recovering Yankees fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I always phrase it that way. I used to be until a bunch of different reasons drove me away, including the opportunity to cover the Padres. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's just like, yeah, like. I would I would be off and I'd jump back in and I'll like be do I made a lot of fancy points today, but like again, I'd be like a fancy baseball draft lobby. I'm like, oh, that guy's good now. You know what I mean? Like it would be one of those. Uh, yeah. but now I'm like obviously all in. But yeah, I, I agree. Sometimes I wonder, like, what are we doing? Yeah. Let's just go watch like I don't know, only winners in the building. Let's go watch like oh, a fun yeah. show. I need you know, I need just, to just be happy. Sure. Yeah, I need to catch up on that. I've been a little behind lately, but yeah, you should watch mm. that instead. Um, you have so much of your summer. You, I mean, there's a lot of good shows. <laughs> it's a lot, a lot of time. Um, like, I, I don't think you have to show some sort of loyalty 
Uh, I've never believed that. I think that you're just helping people, especially baseball with ownership that doesn't spend sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just blind loyalty. Don't, oh, you're not a real fan. Shut up, man. Like, we're all getting older. The caps are melting. Like, we're fine. Like, just do whatever you want. Like, you can choose to be a fan of another team. Don't be crazy. But if it makes you happy and you're genuinely, like, super into it, this new team you have, then go for it, man. Um, You don't have to just watch every White Sox game because you have to. It's like, I have to watch every Padres game because I cover them. But if you don't, then there's nothing wrong with that, man. Go yeah. watch a show, you know, play video games. There's a lot of great video games out these days, despite what the New York Times will tell you. A lot of great stuff there. Um, so just go hang out, enjoy life, and I don't know, read some fun Southside Sox blogs. Yeah. I mean, we're all going to die pretty soon. So just go enjoy life while, like, we still have a planet. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So the last one on this morbid White Sox Padres talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is what who on your team is going, who on the team could make the biggest impact during this series? I would probably say, I'm going to say Xander Bogarts okay. because he's been on fire lately. Yeah. Um, just overall, like he's just been I, I know that Tatis is probably the right answer because of the defense and the speed and everything. And he could go nuclear and just save that for the end of the season. It's possible with the bat. But <laughs> Sandra Bogarts has just been like really good mm-hmm. uh, for the most part um, over the last month. Granted, it's frustrating that they've been borderline eliminated for a while now. Like just all the vibes have been bad. And then he decides to show up. I believe he's hitting like 100 with runners on first and third and like 180 with runners on first and second so that hasn't been great but all in all like he has been um better of late um he's a solid mm-hmm. defender and i'm actually gonna i'm trying to look at the the splits right now uh yeah september he's hitting 429 uh in 19 games of september so that's probably the guy to just watch out for and who could yeah. be one to watch just because right now he's just been so on fire um he's slugging the ball again that's great so that'd be the one to look out for yeah i like him so I won't be too mad. All right, we can leave this terrible series behind and finish this episode with fun teams that are doing um, something, not not our team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what are your thoughts on the rest of this season? Um, I'm really curious to see, and this sounds like a hater thing, it's not. I have plenty of other reasons to hate, but <laughs> the Dodgers, I think them not being some universal favorite might actually work for them. Yeah. Um, this has been a vibe for, I know that they have Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and everyone talks about them, but I don't know. I just feel like they haven't been this universal since day one. They were the favorite. <laughs> and cause every time they do that, now here's the actual hate, hate in me. Uh, they blow it every year. And yeah. that's not even hate. That's just true. Uh, outside of truncated 2020 season, um, despite what the fans and the YouTube comments will tell me they're not the 90s Yankees, right? They mostly are known for being like the Peyton Manning of Major League Baseball organizations. Great regular season, then they blow it. So I would actually look out for the Dodgers just because they have all the stuff there. Um, I am worried about their rotation, um, but I would say maybe them not being the spotlight might, might help them. It's just something different for them. So that might be interesting to look out for. And then I'm going to be rooting hard for the Mariners. Uh, Mariners are kind of my team. I recently watched uh, with my mom, actually. I had seen it before, but uh, I played it for her. I played the the History of the Seattle Mariners documentary 
um, by Secret Base, which is just one of my favorite pieces of baseball content ever. My mom now officially is a secondarily a Mariners fan. Just such a fun team. She thinks Julio is very handsome. Yeah, he's very. He's also just having one of the best second halves of any player in the yes, sport. Yeah. So he's great. They have some former Padres on there, like Ty France, that I root for. Um, yeah. Luis Castillo rules. George Kirby has an awesome name. So Mariners are probably the team for me, especially since they're in the AL, for me to root for. And a lot of the teams I hate are kind of God. So I'm kind of content, to be honest with you. Like, I just get to enjoy baseball, I think, which is fun. But I'd say my team that I'm rooting for is the uh, the Mariners. And I'm rooting for Carlos Correa to not make my Puerto Rican self feel any sort of uh, shame. <laughs> because he has been not good uh, yeah. for that team this year. So I'm going to be rooting for him in the playoffs specifically. And then the Mariners. That's good. Yeah. Um, I enjoy the Mariners. I thought last year would be a year that they would they would be great. So I'm happy to see that they're at the very least going to make it a little further this year. Um, but I also I said the same about the Tigers, but I said it still wasn't going to be their year. I think next year, especially now that they, you know, have John Greenberg who is great and you know well loved in Chicago. Um, I think now that they've got him, they can actually step it up next year. But I also said this about the Orioles, and the Orioles have just been yeah so much fun. Um, really fun team, yeah. Yeah, I've got fans. Just they show up time and time again. Yeah, yeah, I I love them so much. They're just a blast. Um, so you know, as long as it's not. The Astros or the Braves, I'm content with whoever makes it that far. Um, I just, I can't, I can't stand this. Okay, yeah. I personally am a little over the Astros, um, like the hatred against them. Again, I totally get why if you're a rival team, I get it. But to me, every now and then, I'm like, let's show that same energy for some other things. I'm cool with it at this point. I don't care. They dominate the sport. It's not just that one year. They've been good every year for a while now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't have as much hate. Um, And then, hold on. No, he's, okay. I forgot. You guys once employed my least favorite player in baseball. I thought he was still there for a second, Joe Kelly. Um, (laughs) He's not there anymore. Um, I thought he was for a second. I thought he was for a second, but because I just... I remembered his uh, Dodgers thing and the, the face that he made mm-hmm. because it's really, you know, strong when you can throw at people from 90 feet away with no repercussions. It really shows how uh, you know tough you are. But um, yeah, I, I just I'm a little bit over that. But in terms of the who was the other thing, the Braves, mm-hmm. I I support it. I like the players. Yeah, I like Albies. My mom loves Albies. Um, I got love for. Um, What's his face? Uh, Acuna, even though he can be a little bit of a drama queen every now and then. He can. Um, he's good. He, yeah, he's very good. He's still an electric player to watch. I love Spencer Strider. Him yeah. just randomly will just make comments about like music that he loves, like really like being a music head. Like he, like he's an Anthony Fantano subscriber. Um, <laughs> love that. So I have some love for them, but I think the fans need to be humbled a little bit. Calm down. Calm down, Atlanta. Like you. I'll leave it at that. Your your fan base, your culture, not the best in the sport, not the worst, but I'm cool with Atlanta. Just calm down. I don't know yeah. why you guys get mad at everybody for not ranking your players at the top of every <laughs> list. Just relax. You're a really good team. It's fine. 
Yeah. No, but I agree. I, I do love the Mariners. Um, like I said, I obviously love the O's. I don't really have like a National League team that I'm super fond of, um, aside from maybe the Brewers. So I don't I don't really know what's going to happen there. But, you know, who cares about the National League anyway? Yeah. <laughs> me apparently me either <laughs> like, no. that's just where i'm at so no it's, it's fine um well that's what i've got for you so thank you again for coming on now just please let people know where they can find you if they don't already follow you on the platform formerly known as twitter yeah uh sure go check me out twitter at javapeno in my opinion the best handle in the game good one. um j-a-v-i-i-p-e-n-o and then at o underscore padres if you want just like tweets about the padres um i tweet about the padres for my personal account but i also do a lot of dumb shit on there too um yeah. so you can check that out i'm also on youtube for the show lockdown padres on youtube um and i'll officially be back or sorry i will have been back now i was sick for a little bit so i missed a bunch of episodes but monday through friday talking all sorts of stuff and you know we even do some episodes especially with the season winding down they're gonna be a little bit more fun I do like a fantasy draft with my one buddy who hosts the Diamondbacks podcast, Miller Thomas. We do like a fantasy draft of random things uh, having to do with baseball every week. So that's always fun. Um, and then, yeah, I write for a few other websites movie wise. Uh, I might have some more stuff coming out soon. You know, like I, I saw Boo Beetle, little things like that. Like I write for Nerdist sometimes. Um, so check that out if you like, if that's your thing. Otherwise, um, stay, stay golden. Yeah. Well, thank you so much and best of luck in this final series. It's finally over. Yes, it's, it's over. It's, it's like Frodo at the end of Lord of the Rings. It's over. It's finally over. Oh, Absolutely. Boy. I agree. I All agree. right. Thanks. <laughs>